please shoot me a text and just let us know that the audio is coming through. In the meantime, um, hello, good morning, everyone. I am Hannah Bushbaum, co-founder of WSource. You're listening to the W Wisdom Series. Um, for those of you that don't know what the W Source is, we're an exclusive network of female professionals and service providers who are interested in growing our referral networks and our businesses. The Wisdom Series is a forum to hear from the experts within our membership. Feel free to visit us on our website at thewsource.com. Today, we are joined by Jennifer Oliver Brown from our South Placer chapter, and I'm so thrilled to have her present today. Um, Jennifer, welcome. I'll like to turn the rest of this episode up to you. You've prepared some fantastic wisdom um, that is so timely for what's going on in the world today. And make sure that you follow her on LinkedIn and Instagram and check out her profile. So thank you. Thanks, Hannah. And can you just confirm, I think I am only on audio. Is that accurate? I am not on the video that I'm looking at on my computer right now. I do not see your video. No. And I tried to share mine and that's such a bummer. So let's see if we can get that added. I don't see video either. I don't know what's going on. What a bummer. Okay. That's okay. I am happy. Hey, I can talk just as easily. I just didn't want to sit here and take off my jacket and get all cozy and know that you're all watching me and I don't realize it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Okay, well then I'll just get us rolling. How about that? We will That's roll with this and get to hear me as opposed to see me. I wish you could see me. If so, I'd be waving and smiling at all of you and saying how glad I am to be here virtually with you and on this platform. Thanks, Kira and Hannah. I am Jennifer Oliver Brown, and what I do is help people communicate better because I am super passionate about the idea that having a strong communicational skill set is a game changer, whether it's in your personal life, in your relationships, in your home, or in your business, in your career, in the things you pursue because they are causes you believe in, having a voice and speaking is huge. So what I do is focus on individuals who want private coaching or I work with groups and I come in and do customized curriculums or group trainings for people in any realm of communication topics. So today's topic I love because during COVID, I think we've all seen how important appreciation and communicating that, that, that appreciation and communicating things that are productive and purposeful, how important that is. Because if you are in a business, let's say, where you cannot give your staff the hours they really wish they could have, the pay rates they really feel they deserve, et cetera, appreciation and communicating well with them goes a long way when you can't offer those other things. It is the same with our vendors. It's the same with our clients. It, it goes so importantly with anyone who, if you think about it, Stephen Covey said, the greatest need of human beings outside of physical survival is psychological survival. Well, what is that? It's to be understood. It's to be affirmed, it's to be validated, it's to be appreciated. So these things 
if these are critical for our survival as human beings, well, they're all conveyed through manners of communication, whether it's starting with words that we speak, but it's followed up with how we communicate through our body language, through our acts that we do, through the things, the gestures we make, the tasks we might perform for someone or going above and beyond to produce something for them that maybe they didn't expect. There's a ton of ways to affirm someone, to validate them, to let them feel appreciated. So my goal is just to give you some quick and dirty guides to doing this. And I tell people, this is worth the investment of taking a little time to pay attention to whether or not we're communicating value and appreciation to the people around us because it is expensive not to. How many of us want to risk retraining, losing, and then having to retrain and rehire quality talent simply because they didn't feel appreciated? And 64% of Americans who leave their jobs, according to U.S. Department of Labor, says they one of the reasons they left is because they didn't feel appreciated. 64%. So it's expensive and time consuming to retrain and rehire quality talent. Why not retain them and motivate the socks off of them by just taking that little bit of extra time and energy it takes to show them value and appreciation and to communicate productively with them. Let me give you a few points. First of all, lots of companies I work with I will do a survey for them. They will want to get a sense of where their staff is at, where their managers are at. And I will ask people this question in that survey. Are there times that you do not feel valued or appreciated at? And then I will enter that company's name. Here's some classic examples that I feel represent, almost, and it doesn't matter what industry you're in, this happens to be one particular industry. I hear these routinely. One, this person responded with, I'm never acknowledged as doing a good job or providing excellent care to patients. I understand meetings are to improve the workplace, but usually they're negative and that doesn't motivate me. The next person said, it's more about what is not said. Any feedback is better than none. That's one of the things I want to talk about for a minute before I go on. So many people refrain from communicating with their teams, even with their family members. They think it's better to just not say anything. And I propose to you that that's a mistake. Because in the absence of communication, in the absence of providing clarity, facts, and information for your people, for your kids, let's even say. They will create a fiction in their mind or through the gossip chain that is far more damaging than the truth itself ever would have been. And a lot of companies do this. They withhold or they don't communicate or they want to avoid any backlash so they just bury something and don't talk about it at all and hope it goes away. And I can assure you that makes bigger problems in the long run. Here's another statement from a survey asking, are there times when you don't feel valued or appreciated? This person said, we're in a small office. We work closely together. It would really be nice to know that my boss was interested in me personally once in a while. 
It's all work all the time. The next person said, I feel like my extra effort is overlooked. Seems hard to be noticed unless mistakes are made. I've been left out of office lunches and coffee runs, making me feel like the office does not even realize I'm there working. That was what another person said. And then finally, I think this one is truly, truly important. I'd rather have direct communication when there are any concerns than be spoken about indirectly. If I do anything wrong, I'd like to be told as soon as possible so I can fix it. And I don't know if any of you relate to any of these, have felt these things, have a little sick feeling in your stomach, wondering if this is something happening in your own office or with people you manage or members of your team, or maybe it is something that occurs in your home and in relationships. But these things are so common. But here's the great news. This is easily remedied. Now, when I say easy, I mean simple. But it takes a deliberate and concerted effort on our part to pay attention and to just slow down enough to notice when these things could be happening and then step in and convey or communicate productively with clarity, with accuracy, and do it often, and especially communicating appreciation and value to our people. So let me give you some tips on this. One of the things that people need to remember is they will often, especially in a business setting, they'll do these global messages of appreciation, like an email to the entire office or to the entire staff. Now, I would say those things are good, Please don't get me wrong. I wouldn't stop doing those things. But when you can address the individual, to the degree you can do that, be specific in your admiration and your appreciation of what they did, and be timely. I know we've all heard these things before. Be specific, be timely, whether it's setting goals, whether it's communicating. But it really is true. When you catch someone or notice someone doing something you love or that is right or that made a massive difference, tell them and be specific in what it is you admired about it, what you appreciated, what kind of value it brought, whether it's tangible ways like, hey, you just brought us this deal. This is what this yields to this company in numbers and spelling it out to, hey, when you did this, it could be talking to your own kid. When you did this, this is exactly how it made me feel. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate that. To our spouses, to our significant others. I mean, these are things that bring more of what we're hoping for. And I encourage people too, when I see that, don't make that a manipulation. I know it would be easy to make that sound like, okay, it's like a dog and I'm trying to give him a treat because he did something good and now I'm giving him a treat. Obviously, that's not what I'm talking about. Ask yourself, you know, do I care about these people? How do I want them to feel? How do I want them to feel when they're around me? Do I want them to know they're valued and appreciated? Be thinking about your motive in this, as opposed to that this is some manipulation to get what you want out of a team member. Although it is effective. <laughs> but I'm not saying be manipulative. I think you follow Recognition is also typically geared toward work performance. So again, when I was talking earlier about being 
specific, recognizing what somebody has done or accomplished is a big deal. Appreciation is slightly different and it conveys that they are a person of value. And so both are very, very important. So recognizing something is again, being specific, tangible, what the performance item was, but then don't always make it only just about how they perform. For example, with my kids, if I was always focused on giving them praise and appreciation and showing value and affirming them when they performed because they got a certain grade, they become, they become tuned into the fact that maybe I value them only for the A's they produce. I think, I think you can understand what I'm saying. It means you want to recognize acknowledge performance, but then show appreciation that they are a person of value. So I know you guys are going to have questions on that, but in the meantime, I'm going to give you five ways we can affirm this. And I took this from the five languages of appreciation in the workplace. Some of you may be familiar with that book. It is by Gary Chapman. He wrote a number of books on five languages, five love languages in relationships, five languages when we parent our kids. He also partnered with someone and created the five languages of appreciation in the workplace. And here's how they look and what those five are. The first one is words of affirmation. We've talked a lot about that. You want to use meaningful words and use multiple formats, whether it's sending a text, whether it's saying something in person privately, whether it's saying something in person in a staff meeting in front of a group. It may be a word of affirmation in an email that you sent to that person, just acknowledging and appreciating what they did that day, how hard they worked, the extra effort they put in, or acknowledging them in, let's say, a newsletter that your company puts out or in a group email. There's a number of ways to do it, and it is meaningful, especially when you use multiple formats. But again, try to make it individual. So that's the first language of appreciation, words of affirmation. The second one is quality time. And that in the workplace looks like undivided attention. When someone walks in to talk to you, are you staring at your computer or at every email that pops up? Are you looking at your phone or are you giving them eye contact, putting down what you're doing and actually speaking with them, looking at them, engaging with them? This is big right now with COVID because so many of us are meeting with our groups or our teams or in different meetings in different settings over virtual platforms. And I am telling people how important it is to really Try to be present in those meetings. We have all been on a webinar, on a Zoom meeting, where you see the person who's clearly distracted, clearly doing their email, clearly disengaged, but phoning it in and showing up. There are many, many times where that communicates a lack of interest, a lack of appreciation, a lack of value. So to the degree you possibly can put down Close out windows when you're on a virtual platform. Put down the phone. Don't respond to things. And give your undivided attention to whomever you're talking to. It communicates a great deal. And as you know and have probably experienced, 
the opposite is true. It is unproductive when you communicate disinterest. It is unproductive when you communicate, I got a million other things and I'm just here as a warm body. Acts of service is the third five language of, uh, language of appreciation of the five. Doing something to make another person's day easier. Let's say it's a person on your staff. Maybe you're scheduling something based on their need, not on what's best for you. Maybe you are supplying your staff with equipment and supplying them properly. Those are all acts of service. They're little things, but they show, hey, I value you, I appreciate you. They communicate something, and that's really important. It's the same thing at home. I mean, again, many of us are at home right now. What things are we doing, little acts? It just shows someone that you live with, I value you, I appreciate you. And how much does that mean to you, perhaps? The fourth language of appreciation is tangible gifts. Now, that could be everything from buying your staff lunch once a month. It might be acknowledging someone's accomplishment by giving them a gift card to one of their favorite vendors or one of their favorite stores. It might be bringing in a special item just for fun, for laughter, and presenting it and putting it on someone's desk. It, it, it's something tangible that for many people represents something physical they can hold or look at or spend or experience or go do, and then they remember they're appreciated, they're respected, they're admired. That's productive communication in another way or another fashion. Finally, a fifth language of appreciation is physical touch. Now, obviously, at home, this could be, you know, many of us have that kid who wants to crawl up in your lap or sit close next to you or have you scratch their back or um, sit close to them on the couch or maybe you have a, a significant other that is the same way. They feel loved and appreciated and valued with the most simple physical touch. But at work and in the business environment, it could be a hand shake, it could be a pat on the back, it could be a hug, it could be a virtual high five because we can't touch each other, it could be deliberate eye contact, it could be a smile if you're at a distance. Those are physical ways to communicate appreciation and love and, and affirmation and I value you, I recognize you, I see you. And one of the other things I really want people to remember when we're trying to communicate appreciation, communicate value to our team, to our staff, it's listening. It isn't even about doing things or saying things. And I know this personally has been probably one of the biggest things I have had to work on as a communicator, as someone who does this for a living. The biggest challenge I have is stopping, pausing, taking a deep breath. <laughs> and listening, quieting the chatter in my head, quieting my voice that wants to jump in and articulate and give something great and something wise and something amazing. Oh, I've got this to offer. Oh, they don't want to hear this. Or, oh, let me interject that. You know what? There are times we need to just sit back and quietly take a deep breath and truly listen and be curious. That is a gift. It shows someone that you are valuable enough to me 
that I, I'm curious about what your thoughts are on this. What's your input on this? Let me get your take on this situation. Whoever it is, people love to be listened to. They love to be heard. They love to be sought after for information. They like to see, hey, they value me. They want to hear what I have to say. People want to be heard. So with that, I want to ask you guys, take a second and ask yourself these questions and be thinking about these even after we hang up. Do I communicate in a way that affirms or motivates or promotes confidence and competence in my people, in my loved ones? Do my managers do this? Does my organization do this? One of the, one of the groups I am consulting for right now, I'm working with their board. Their board came to me and said, we, as a group, it's a doctor's group, have all of these different offices. We have a huge number of staff spanning multiple offices in California. And we struggle, even as a board, to communicate with each other, let alone with our managers and our staff. I can tell you, as hard and as resistant as these doctors are to doing this, the first thing they're doing right being deliberate and diligent. And that's where, like I said, it's easy and simple, but it is not something everyone does. But I assure you, if you take the time to do it, it really does foster something in your group, in your team, in your company, in your family that people flourish in. It fosters a sense of appreciation and value. That's the environment people unseen, unheard, unvalued. You are not getting the best engagement from them. You're not getting loyalty. You are not getting all that they have to offer, the ideas that they may have that would be contributing. So I encourage everyone to just take a few minutes and take a look at the implications of your own communicational style, where you might be weak, where it feels uncomfortable. When I listed those five languages and something bristled with you, stop and take a look at that for a second and go, okay, why did I bristle with that? Why am I uncomfortable with that? Because all five matter. You may not be doing all five to everybody all the time, but they matter because people respond differently to different languages, to different forms of communication. So with that, I want to encourage anyone, you will, I'll gladly share these slides and send them through Hana or Kira on an email so that you have them. I also am offering anyone who is affiliated with WSource a 45-minute private consult. We can talk by phone or by Zoom and get a sense of if you have these questions or you're not sure where to take this. It's just a free consult to go, hey, can I be of service to you? Or I might answer enough questions that we handle it right there in a 45-minute call. But I would love to offer that and, and flesh out things with you, concerns you have, or maybe stuff you're dealing with with your staff. I'd love to be of service to you or to your company or even to you and your family. I love working with individuals and I love working with groups and just reach out. But for now, if there's questions, Hana, I'm happy to answer them if this format supports that. If not, I will get all of my contact information and these slides for today as a gift to everyone and they can reach out.
thank you for having me. And Hannah, I'm not hearing you.